1: phase zero season three episode seven the show is rolling on i'm your host brandon davis joined today by jenna anderson
0: hey everybody this is an exceptionally chonky show so i will say no more we got a lot to talk about today
1: this show is chonking across the border we love those we love those we got Aaron breen in the building we can't have a normal week here on
2: phase zero it's gotta go big i don't know if it's ant-man or not just gotta go bigger
1: That's right. It's Goliath Mode out here on Phase Zero. Thank you, everybody who's with us live on YouTube. Make sure you thumbs up and subscribe. We love having you here. Happy birthday to Jamie Jurack, who you might have noticed took the day off to celebrate another lap around the sun. Sending our love to Jamie. Hope you have a great day off and a great birthday. Thanks to everybody who watched our show last week. One of the highest rated shows for Phase Zero. Actually, the highest rated show of the year for the video front uh in 2023 so far i'm not saying it's because of eric voss but eric's a legend and we're glad he was on the show and i'm very excited because we have another amazing incredible super dope awesome guest today on phase zero Joining us, this man has been paving his way on social media and demanding a seat at the table like nothing I've ever seen before. And I'm happy, so happy to see all the success that has been coming his way recently because he's been working for it and he's been earning it. You may have seen him on Good Morning America recently. You might see him on every major red carpet when you're looking at anything anywhere, or you might know him from his awesome, often inspiring, enthusiastic, and honest TikTok posts where he has gained more than 3.3 million followers of his own, prompting Vin Diesel to call him a billionaire. Juju Green, a.k.a. Straw Hat Goofy, is live on Facebook. what's up, dude? That actually happened. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. Yeah, Vin's a funny guy, right? He's a great guy. I love that
3: man. Uh, he's A lot of people saw that video and say, oh, my God, he's a lot more, like, upbeat than we usually think. A lot of people just say, oh, he's Groot or Dom Toretto. But that he called me a billionaire and everything changed. The perception of Vin Diesel changed, and I love it.
1: <laughs> he's never on time for the interviews, but when he shows up, they're always great. No, yeah, he was late. <laughs> he was definitely late. <laughs> It's like, well, you know, am I going to complain? No, but also, <laughs> God dang it, I've been here for four hours. But no, that's awesome, dude. Juju, thank you for joining us on Phase Zero, man. Uh, if anybody doesn't know you somehow, I, I refuse to believe anybody who listens or watches uh, our show doesn't know who you are. But just in case, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Have the Because I've been following you for a couple of years now. I'm, I feel really fortunate to call you a friend. Uh, tell us how this got started, what you set out to do, and what you're doing right now.
3: Shoot, I'm fortunate to call you a friend, man. This is kind of surreal that we're like here right now. We're talking just like equals, equals, what? Um, But no, uh, it's funny because I started in advertising um, way, way back, like before even that. I was like a Disney cast member. I worked there for five years at Disneyland in Anaheim quit that, worked in advertising. And that was like my dream fulfilled kind of moment. I was a senior copywriter for a couple of years. And uh, I was working on this campaign that they were, hey, I think it was like for truth.org. And they said, hey, we need a social media campaign. And, you know, just to stop vaping, that whole thing. And so my partner and I started getting to work. And, you know, what we did was we were doing our research on like where to put the content. And TikTok just started popping off during that time. And we said, oh, let's, let's check out tiktok it's some cool stuff that the youths are getting into and uh you know just like everyone else you start getting on tiktok and then it starts getting addicting and as creatives you know i started thinking to myself hmm, maybe i should start creating on here and uh it started horribly i'm not gonna lie to you i was doing tiktok dances they were not good uh <laughs> if, you're, if you have the uh the the uh will to go all the way back to my very first post, you'll see it's me like doing TikTok dances and very bad like lip syncs. And uh, TikTok was a very different place at that time. But you know, you, you and I've talked, we literally can't stop talking about like film and comic book movies, and theories and things like that. So it was only a matter of time before I actually started getting into that and posting content like that. And so I posted my first video Uh, in that realm which was a video about avengers endgame where tom holland i believe broke character during the pivotal tony stark death scene and i pointed it out and the video went viral and so i said
1: hmm maybe i should do more of
3: this and every video i posted since then just kept getting more and more viral and here we are uh i didn't think this was a job (laughs) i was just doing it
1: (laughs) It wasn't. Mean, you kind of made it one you know this didn't really exist five years ago
3: yeah i wish i could say if there's a will there's a way but it wasn't me like willing it it was literally just me just kind of like screwing around and it just kind of turned into something so uh i'm still getting used to it i'm still in disbelief in the uh spaces that i get to be in the people that i get to talk to and the movies that i get to see that's always that's the best part but yeah and now here i am talking to you uh on the phase zero podcast it's it's weird, uh, but but I, I think I'm uh, managing pretty well.
1: I, I don't know anybody who deserves it more, dude. You're 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 a great dude, and I'm happy to see all this success come your way. And it's our pleasure to have you on the show, man. Uh, I, I want to. You mentioned your first video that got, I was going to ask what was the first video in this kind of genre that you found success with. So I'll skip that. I want to know, you know, what was the first kind of event that you got invited to where you felt like, oh wow, I'm I'm like I'm in it now.
3: Yeah, well, the first one that I got invited to was uh, I think the very first one was the Jungle Cruise premiere. Uh, Ah, Nice. Emily I got invited to Disney for that one. Uh, They put us in a hotel. We got to do a bunch of stuff over the weekend, and I was just kind of like, oh, oh, okay, this is cool, special treatment, and full transparency, I didn't know there was a premiere at the end of it all. They just said, hey, show up to this location, and there was a red carpet, and Dwayne Johnson just walked in, and I said, wait, what the fudge (laughs) so so i don't i don't i don't know if i necessarily like kind of like count that because i still very much felt you know it's your first red carpet and you're just kind of sitting there like i just don't want to be in no one's way i'm just you know i'm just here but uh i think shang chi was the first one that made me go like okay wow like for mcu premiere mcu red carpet like it was i think it was the first movie of phase four so it was just kind of like wow i think black widow was but still it was one of the first movies of phase four and i said wow like i'm here like it wasn't like an i made it moment it was more just kind of like i'm in the space now and you know just wanted to kind of like take advantage of the moment it's still i still think back to that very first one i'm like what how what like you know i'm not i'm still not used to it
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, bro. So the, and the last thing I want to ask you about this on, on the, on the personal front here is you've, you've interviewed a bunch of celebrities. You've met, you've been in in the, at the premieres, you've been around so many cool people who you're like, hold on. They say never meet your heroes, but sometimes you meet your heroes and it works out. Can you talk about anybody who's stood out to you? You've just had a really cool experience meeting them, uh, or got to create a really cool piece of content with somebody? Uh, well, I think, you know, who I'm about to say,
3: I think you know. Who I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan Coogler was like definitely the biggest one that, that whole moment, that whole experience. Like, I don't want to get to like the full story, but I could walk you through just kind of like my, my thought process during that. Uh, I was determined to meet this man. Like I was de- <laughs> determined, right? Like if you've seen the video, you literally see me with my hands at like at the bottom and me just kind of like, just waiting to talk to this man as he's walking by. But uh, it, it was such a surreal moment because like one, you would think, okay, like I'm meeting Ryan Coogler. Like I just want him to kind of like know my existence. I just needed him to know that a person named Juju aka Goofy existed out there who was a fan of his stuff. That's if I would have just gotten that, that would have been fine. But what I got was he recognized me. Mm. And not only that, he stopped everything. Like he said, he gave me a don't interrupt me while I figure this out. Cause I know who you are said my name. They're like, oh yeah, you that guy, but he said I had a funky name. You know, you have the funny name. What is it? And (laughs) he ended up saying it and then like, we got to a really good like conversation about like the culture and like, you know, I look up to him as like a black creative and a black like director who's kind of like just killing the game and everything that he's doing. So not only did I get to express that I was inspired by that, but he gave me the kind of like advice and strength to kind of like keep doing what I'm doing because I'm doing the same thing for a lot of other people coming behind me. And it was just one of those like beautiful kind of like full circle game recognizes game type moments. And uh, we actually met again at the uh, missing premiere, which was like a smaller premiere. And uh This time he he picked me out of a crowd and walked up to me. and was like, "What up, Juju?" I was like, "Holy God!" Like, he greeted me as a friend. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of continued off from there. But that that was probably that's definitely like the top one for me.
1: That's awesome, dude. I love that. Anybody who you if uh, you mentioned scrolling down your TikTok feed, if you guys scroll down Juju's TikTok feed at Straw Hat Goofy, you can find that. It was at the Wakanda Forever premiere. I know exactly. Yep, it's a video from the Wakanda Forever premiere, and I suggest watching it. That's an awesome moment. Um. Well, Juju, thank you for, uh, for talking about yourself and letting everybody get to know you a little bit here. I know that's sometimes a little, it could be a little awkward to just be like, well, here's, you know, me. I'm going <laughs> to brag on myself for a minute, but with that, that's what that's exactly what we want to do here. Make that's everybody, build awkward. everybody up, dude. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to talk about some Marvel. Juju spends in the show with us. We're going to talk about some Marvel theories. First, we're going to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer. Then we're going to talk about all the updates from Kevin Feige. Then we're going to talk about Quantumania uh, and those reviews. So uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show because we already did a kind of Quantumania reactions episode last week and we will have a uh, a um, spoiler episode this Friday a bonus episode that we haven't recorded yet but we will record it on Friday morning so we hope you'll listen to that with us there's a lot to talk about with this movie my goodness Uh, but first it's Guardians of the Galaxy volume 3 this trailer dropped during the Super Bowl right before the Super Bowl this is my most anticipated film of phase five it's not close Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was my next one and it didn't Uh, live up to my expectations. I'll say that about it we'll get to that later but uh guardians i think will live up to my expectations this trailer was fantastic but i've talked a lot jenna and Aaron have been a little quiet so far today so i'm gonna give you guys a chance to talk first on this one what do you guys think of the trailer anything you want to talk about
0: i love the trailer i i do hate that this came out after the flash trailer because my like i was so hyper fixated on that and everything from that that i was like i don't feel like i get to emotionally like give this the nuance and the attention that it deserves but it's such a great trailer mm-hmm. i think that the reveals that we got are just enough i I'm happy that we know Daniela Melcher is not playing uh, Lila, which was a theory that people had. I'm very curious to see who we do get cast as Lila now. Um, I just think I'm so ready for this movie. I'm so ready to be hurt by this movie and this trailer, like further showcase that.
1: What if Margot Robbie is Lila? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I still, I still, I know James Gunn basically debunked it, but I still am a Lady Gaga truther until we see that movie because I still want the Stars Born reunion between the two of them. I think that that would just be incredible. That would
1: be awesome. <laughs> I just have a feeling it's going to be somebody Gunn has worked with before, and I know Margot Robbie has had conversations with Disney in the past about Marvel and about other work and obviously some of it hasn't happened yet. I think there was the Pirates thing that was supposed to happen, but it still is uh, happening. Oh, it still is happening. yeah but I'm curious, you know, she's already got the foot in the door at Disney. They've talked so I I I don't know obviously a long shot, but you got Bradley Cooper voicing Rocket. So there's no star too big to voice Lila and Margot Robbie's a huge star but I, I, I maybe we'll see. Lady Gaga's a good one though no, that stars born reunion would be wild. Oh Aaron, yeah, I, know. I think she'll
3: voice Lila oh who is it who is it Oh my god! Like, why am I blanking? Uh, Elizabeth Banks.
1: Oh, yeah, like like she's her.
3: Yeah, I think I think her and James Gunn already worked together on Slither, so I Mm -hmm. could kind of see like, like her kind of like reuniting with James Gunn in that way. And she's funny. She's hilarious. Got chops, comedic chops. So her like working with Bradley Cooper like that chemistry would probably just be off the charts. Ooh,
1: I feel like between all of us, somebody's got to be right. Aaron, who's your pick for Lila? Uh,
2: I, I liked the Margaret Robbie thing too. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um, I, I also want to say, have we had not had enough stunt casting the last three days? <laughs> we are just stunt casting people up a storm. Um, the trailer was really good. I think y'all gonna cry a lot. I know that. Uh, and everyone's willing to be hurt by this. Uh, I with Jenna though, I was kind of like, should have dropped this before that flash trailer
1: hit. Like, that- that flash trailer was phenomenal. It was such a good trailer. Mm-hmm. It's right. far better than I thought it was going to be. Would Probably. you say it's
3: like one of the few times where like DC upstage Marvel, this might be Honestly, the first yeah. time DC upstage yeah. Marvel in a trailer reveal?
1: Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. I mean, every year at Comic Con DC goes in the morning and it's just like, Well, y'all got six hours and then Marvel's gonna go to Hall h and everyone's gonna talk about Marvel. Obviously, people are still talking about DC. I'm not taking a shot here, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> that's what it is. If you search out Google Analytics, or you search out engagements, Marvel often dominates these things. And DC mm-hmm. certainly put up the dub. That said, it was the first trailer for The Flash and the second trailer for Guardians. Right, right, right. Uh, so maybe that's a factor too. But uh, yeah, this trailer was fantastic. I just know I'm going to be watching this movie. The whole time I'm watching this movie, until it happens, I'm going to be waiting for the moment where Peter Quill is screaming like somebody's dying. And I will know that's coming the entire time. And as mm-hmm. and if we got 20 minutes left, every single time someone gets shot at, punched, anything like that, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. this is the moment Peter Quill is going to be screaming.
3: That, that shot of Drax like being carried out of that uh, prison with the hole in his chest. I'm like, come on, don't do that. Mm-hmm. To me. Like, don't.
1: Do- <laughs> I'm, I'm really thinking maybe there's some misleading fake shots in this one. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And I hope so. I really hope so, because this movie, I, I cannot wait to see this movie. I hope it has surprises. And I know Gunn li- likes to keep surprises on the set of Guardians, too. I didn't go. I think Jim Viscardi went to this one, but uh, they had Kurt Russell's chair on the day that they opened the set up to press. Uh, James Gunn had all the information about Kurt Russell and his character and everything they could find on set said uh, Jason. So uh, <laughs> it, he kept the whole ego thing a secret, even when they opened the doors to the press. So they seemed like they, they kind of couldn't tried to convince everybody that he's going to, you know, go the comic route and then, you know, pulled the surprise. And I love that about God. Juju, what's your, you got, I know you got theories about this one.
3: Marvel studios okay. lied to the press since Avengers infinity war, when they dropped that trailer <laughs> and Hulk was running through Wakanda. <laughs> It's kind of been a normal thing. But no, I got I got a ton of theories for this one. Uh one of the first ones being is that uh Peter Quill is going to be be experimented on. Like the high evolutionary is a big part of this one. He is pretty much the uh the one that kind of like made Rocket what he was, and his like thing is kind of like to kind of like upgrade the universe, like a Cyberman from Doctor Who. Uh and there's a, that scene that you're talking about where Peter Quill is kind of like screaming and everything, where he's like kind of like hooked up to these like gooey like contraptions i think that he's going to take a look at peter quill notice that he has some type of like uh celestial dna or of some kind and then he's going to try and experiment on peter quill and peter's not going to be the same after uh this movie if he survives it that is but uh you know i think there's a lot of things to do with this movement comes to, like the uh, themes of evolution and so you have rocket you also have aisha creating adam warlock and so i think like the high evolutionary kind of like you know not killing Peter Quill, but just kind of, like, experimenting on him right here, this, this moment right here, giving him something that kind of, like, forever changes him. I think that's, like, a really big thing. Also, Cancerverse. I don't know about you guys, but that moment where they're, like, in the uh, Among Us this here, the Among Us <laughs> moment, like, it's very blobby. And for those of you guys who know, like, the Cancerverse, it's like a universe where nothing dies. So everything just kind of, like, morphs into each other and kind of becomes, like, this one big blob. And since we're dealing with the multiversal saga, this could be like the beginnings of the cancer verse as we know it, but we'll see.
1: I mean, that's where Richard Ryder took down Thanos once upon a time.
3: And we got Nova coming up, right? He's confirmed. So, you know,
1: yeah. I mean, hopefully we get Nova sooner than later. I love that theory about trying to extract some of like DNA or genes from Peter Quill because he's part celestial. I'm curious because at the end of guardians volume two, obviously ego was like, if you kill me, you'll be just like everyone else. What's mm. so wrong with that? Like, did that remove the gene? Presumably not. I like that theory a lot. And if you look around at all the, the sets and the scenery, not this stuff that's on the screen right now, but some of that stuff like you mentioned that might be the Cancerverse, like that looks like almost like intestines. Like it yeah. looks like fleshy. It's got hair growing out of it. It looks like it could be, you know, the rest of the Celestial that, the, you know, that had made up nowhere. And I think ultimately uh, the high evolutionary might be trying to make himself a celestial or make a celestial but it seems like the ultimate what's the ultimate evolution to make yourself a god uh, yeah maybe that's what's happening here
3: yeah, it's very grotesque it's like i look at that i'm just kind of like i see the hair and i see the like this fleshiness of it i am like Ugh, like that's gonna that's probably gonna be one of the more unsettling scenes in the mcu the mcu has kind of been like diving into locales like the quantum room that's just weird <laughs> And so like a planet like a, we already got a planet giant planet head but it looks like we're getting like you said planet intestines which Come on, James.
1: <laughs> I mean, they let him get away with stuff here, James Gunn. Adam Warlock looks dope. Adam Warlock looked like he was flying through the remnants of that uh, that 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 high evolutionary town where he stored all his uh, experiments on, on presumably counter-Earth. Mm-hmm. Looks like that town gets destroyed. And at one point, it looks like Groot drops down and tries to protect Adam Warlock. What do you think the relationship's going to be like between the Guardians and Adam Warlock in this one?
0: I feel like it could go in a hundred different directions, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, Adam is one of those characters who just in comic history is rendered so many different ways. He could either absolutely bond with them. He could be so stoic and cold. Like, I think that's part of the intriguing nature of it is like, yeah, I have absolutely no idea where it could go.
3: Space yeah. Jesus is what yeah. I've been calling him affectionately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the, the opening shot of the trailer shows rocket walking in to Peter Quill, kind of sitting down at the bar sad. that's the same bar. From nowhere from the open mm-hmm. from the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special where Peter was essentially doing the same thing. Yeah. And it looks like maybe, and I'm I'm taking this one from the new Rockstars breakdown video. Shout out to Eric Boss. It looks like if you look at that shot of Rocket when he's first walking in, he has something in his hand, could be the Zune. He could be trying to, you know, get Peter to listen to some music again and get vibing again mm-hmm. and accept that gamora has gone and he's got to move on with his life. But it'd be interesting to see how Peter moves past that. Another thing is uh, the 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 tattoo on Rocket. There is the 889P13 yeah. that gets tattooed on them. And if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy 1, that same number is the subject number uh, that the Nova Corps puts on the little screen when they're doing the little prison intake for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wow, good catch. Yeah, so oh, shout out to Eric Voss. Shout out to Eric Voss. I watched that video and I was like, hold on, I got to know what I'm talking about with this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. And, and I'm, I, I really think that some of that stuff, like it's, it's interesting. I, I always wonder how much of that is planned out and how much of that is like, okay, well, we had this thing here. We can, you know, now go back and reverse engineer a connection. I don't care if they reverse engineered or had it planned out all all along. I just have I just love when they connect these things.
3: Yeah. It's a really, really good detail that, like, you know, if you notice it, it kind of, like, adds a lot more dimensions to, like, who Rocket is. And uh, I say, whenever I think of Rocket, I think of, and this is why I think there should be a best voice acting category at the Oscars. They need to get that going. But that moment in the first Guardians where he's kind of saying, like, he didn't ask to be put together and taken apart and, you know, over and over and over again, like a monster. And this is what we're going to see. We're going to see the person who did that, who caused rocket all that pain that we saw from the first guardian. So it's really cool to like get that little piece where like, it's literally something that he carries with him, like a tattoo.
1: Yep, man. I, I, this is, this is going to be, I don't know. This movie for me, would have to be pretty bad for it for guardians not to be the best mcu trilogy yes I, I i think the first one it's depending what side of the bed i wake up on it could be my number one mcu movie i mm. think it's up there in the top five no matter what side of the bed i wake up on i enjoy guardians of the galaxy volume two a lot more than most people i've learned i think that movie is fantastic mm. and i love how it's basically a yondu movie i think it's i, I think that movie's great and if this one is anywhere as near as good as guardians volume two or better if it's somehow is better than the first one forget it masterpiece but uh i think this you know could be a banger trilogy inbound where where do these movies rank for you in the in the mcu saga juju Oh my God. I think they
3: rank among the top. Uh, I didn't enjoy Guardians 2 as much as you, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I feel like it's a great character study. I think it's probably the best character study in the MCU when you just focus on like the characters, how it takes its time with Gamora, with Nebula, with Yondu, with Rocket, even Peter, uh, this whole thing. So I feel like as individual pieces that Guardians 2 just does a lot of things to further those characters. As far as the story, you're just kind of like it meanders a little bit, but Guardians 1 is a classic in every sense of the word, like the visuals, the score is probably one of the better scores in the MCU. Uh, Just introducing like this family, this, these misfits and uh, getting so many great characters, except for uh, I can't even remember his name right now. Uh, The villain pace. Uh, Ronan. Yeah, Ronan. Yeah, whatever. Uh, like just, <laughs> and I never say that about most characters. I just f- completely like blanked on him. But uh, no, it's. I think they rank definitely towards the top. And I feel like uh, Captain America is the best trilogy right now. But however, you know, I feel like you could say First Avenger to me is like, comparable to like Volume 2. Volume 2 might edge it out a little bit. So if this one is truly a banger, this is definitely the best trilogy in the MCU by far
1: i i think it really will be i hope so i hope so i want to love this movie as much as as much as i think i will uh, all right we've talked we talk about this every time we talk about guardians jenna aaron if it's changed for you please let us know after watching this trailer but uh death predictions everybody thinks everybody's gonna die this trailer didn't really give me any new reason to believe anybody specific is gonna go i still think dang everybody might go but uh who do we think any any changes on who we think is gonna die in guardians of the galaxy volume three
0: I feel like the percentage that I am thinking that like rocket and Drax might die has increased. I feel like they are the two out of this trailer that feel the most obvious. Um, I would love to be proven wrong. I would love for that to be a misdirect in some way I'm going to hate if it then is another character dying, but those are the two that I feel like are the strongest just based off of the marketing so far.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh. I, I definitely, it hasn't changed. Like if anything, like Jenna said, it doubled down. For sure. Like, yeah. I, I don't see, like, if if this veers in some other way, then, like, somehow, like, Star-Lord dies or, God forbid, like, any of the other characters, like, it would be so disorienting. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it didn't do anything to make me go, oh, no, Rocket's going to be just fine. That's not, no. Yeah. I've still got the, the rabbits going down, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Rabbit. And on that note that poor rabbit uh we're gonna take a quick one in one minute break when we come back we're gonna talk about all of the little bombs that kevin feige was dropping to entertainment weekly and variety that just all published yesterday you know when a new movie's coming out that means kevin feige's gonna start talking when kevin feige starts talking that means the future looks bright uh, so we'll talk about all that in just a minute see you there welcome back to the phase zero podcast bd here with jenna and aaron happy birthday jamie on the day off and our special guest juju green is still with us make sure you are follow at straw hat goofy for some epic content right now we're going to run through the major mcu updates kevin feige was dropping while talking to entertainment weekly and variety i was just going about my day yesterday kind of chilling, working on other stuff, and then all of a sudden, I just see our messages at work going crazy. Oh, my God, Kevin Feige said this. Kevin Feige said that. Phase 7. No, I'm just kidding. Not Phase 7. I don't even want to know about Phase 7. Don't, don't make me think about it. But we got a lot of updates, and I'll, I'll start us off here. Deadpool 3 officially rated R. <gasps> Act surprised, everybody. Let's all act surprised. Now, that's great news. Uh, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. I think everybody expected this. I know everybody on, not everybody. I know there's people on Twitter who are like, Disney's not going to make a Deadpool rated R. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, they are. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yes, now, you know, Kevin Feige said to Entertainment Weekly, it's amazing, and we've got Hugh Jackman coming back for our first Deadpool film within the MCU. That's our first R-rated film. To have Hugh come back is incredible for me personally. That is where I started. Feige started on the X-Men movies. He was there for uh, a Hugh Jackman's audition. So this makes perfect sense. Is anybody surprised? Not at all.
0: The one thing that surprises me is that this seemingly now means that Blade is PG-13, which is a little bit of a bummer. (laughs) Look. That came out (laughs) beforehand. I'm I'm excited by the challenge of a PG-13 Blade, but I know that's been a whole separate discourse in and of itself. So now it's like, this is our first rated R film and Blade comes before. It's like, oh no. So...
1: Yes, Does I, Blade I, I, actually come before it?
0: It's, yeah. weeks. it's scheduled to. It's supposed <laughs> to start filming sooner than Deadpool 3, probably. So. At some
1: point. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. But yeah sure.
1: that's a good, that a good point. That is a good point. I didn't think of that. I'm not super hung up on Blade being rated R. I mean, sh- I would love it if it is. I think the Marvel audience has gotten older. It's been here for 15 years. We've all been doing this. We're all adults now. Got to keep the kids in, too. I get it. But yeah, uh, yeah. that's int- that is an interesting point.
3: You know what this means we're just going to get vampires who like get decapitated but it's not going to be like bloody it's going to be like very like dusty and light and things like that and that way they can get a away- get away with it me personally i would love a rated r blade film i feel like the i don't know if it's because of wesley snipes's versions were rated r and so we're kind of like used to that uh and you know if, had we not gotten those ones and they were pg-13 maybe we could be fine with this one being rated r but in a world where we have like logan and joker and like these rated r like superhero films that can do really really well and tell that story and not just have violence for the sake of violence but violence that have a purpose and i feel like blades violence has a purpose that you're dealing with murdering bloodsuckers i think uh you know eyes are gonna be on like blade especially after i feel like megan could have like the movie megan could have stood for having a like r rating and i think it suffered from it so uh yeah i think i think it should be rated r but we'll see we'll see
1: Yeah, i'd be more surprised if they made it rated r than if they don't I don't. I like. I think Blade's a character they're going to incorporate into Midnight Suns and different things like that. And I think they want a lot of these characters to be accessible. That's what it all comes down to. Yeah, I think I'd enjoy it more if it was rated R. But I'm not. I'm not going to lie and say I'm super hung up on it. I don't think anybody here is like broken up about it. I I hear. I think you're all making valid points, but it just kind of is what it is. I'm not surprised. Deadpool is rated R, and Blade probably won't be. Yeah. So. I'll get some sleep. I'll get sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You'll yeah, we'll well, see those TikToks for me. Let's keep it moving here. We got a lot to talk about and not a lot of time to do it.
0: So also to EW, Feige said that Fantastic Four will be a big pillar of the MCU. He said, we sort of talked about mutants and that whole aspect of the Marvel world, but Fantastic Four is the foundation for everything that came after in the comics. There have certainly been versions of it on screen, but never inhabiting the storytelling of the MCU. And that is something that's really exciting for us. People will start to hear more about that soon. We plan on that being a big pillar of the MCU going forward, just the way that they've been in the comics for 50 or 60 years. So we might finally get out of the hell of not knowing who's playing the Fantastic Four. That will be nice. we get to that point um but we're getting some sort of updates and it, it they're treating it with the significance that it's supposed to have so what do we think about that
3: please put Personally. us out
2: of our
1: misery please <laughs> yeah. put us out of our misery already please yeah. jeez
0: i'm please hoping
1: the fantastic four can be like an avengers level draw for the mcu and i yeah, that I think it requires possibly introducing the characters maybe before, you know, they are the fantastic four characters before they're Mr. Fantastic and human torch, maybe just Reed Richards and just Johnny storm, stuff like that. Ben Grimm before he's the thing in other projects and do an Avengers like, you know, on where they come together, in the Fantastic Four movie. Now, I don't. I think that they would have had to already get to casting. I don't know what projects they fit into before Fantastic Four drops in 2025. But I would really like to see that. And I'd really like to see these characters become, you know, a pillar in that way where they're integrated into everything. We get to know them a bit. And then they all come together for this epic movie. I am not on the team 60s Fantastic Four movie. I want a movie that's mm-hmm. set moving forward, the story forward. I know some people want that 60s story and that, that kind of genre film, but uh, not me.
3: No, I think I think Fantastic Four like should be a big pillar of the MCU. Like I mean, they're a big pillar in Marvel Comics. They're the first family. They are, like you've already said, they're the blueprint for everything. Like kind of like moving forward. And I feel like uh, for me. I think there's some movies that we could have like plugged and play, especially when you have, and again, this gets like really nerdy comic booky stuff now, because, you know, we just had quantum mania. Uh, Kang is coming. There's many variants of Kang. One of those variants being Nathaniel Richards, who's iron lad, who's part of the young Avengers, who's been heavily teased as well. And so he's related very loosely to Reed Richards. And so like, I was hoping that we would get like some type of read reveals like in the, ne- in the near future. Cause if you're going to introduce anybody, Out of all the Fantastic Four, it's Doom and it's Reed Richards. So, you know, just introducing those two would do, like, wonders for, like, signifying what's to come with that franchise and that IP. But, um, I mean, shoot, we can even get Doom as soon as, like, Secret Wars because he's a huge part of that story in the comics, the 2015 version as well. So, you know, there's, there's a lot that they can do. There's a lot of possibilities because the Fantastic Four is so tied into everything. So, you can just kind of plug and play them, like, almost anywhere. But I'm curious to see, like, how they do that.
1: That sets up our next topic perfectly because I am a little worried about how quickly we're racing towards Secret Wars. Yeah, you know, like we're yeah. just meeting so many characters. We're only you know checking in, checking in with some major characters once, maybe twice before that. Whereas Endgame took, you know, all those movies, all that build, all that fandom, all those theories, all that time to get there. And now we're racing to Secret Wars, it feels like. And uh, we might not really know Dr. Doom that well. He's a major player in both versions of Secret Wars, like you said. So let's uh, let's talk about the next one, which is going to make things interesting. Uh, so Kevin Feige, also the EW. Uh just
2: so many things. I was in Slack when this came, all this stuff came through and it was like, who wants to take the piece of this giant pie that you keep saying (laughs) everything about all these things? Nom, 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 nom. Exactly. And Joe, they were like, Jim's like, come on, get the numbers up for the rookie numbers. Uh, The pace of release for the Disney Plus shows will be slowing down to give titles a chance to shine more. Kevin Feige said, I do think that one of the powerful aspects of being at Marvel Studios is having these films and shows hit the zeitgeist. It is harder to hit the zeitgeist when there's so much product out there and so much content, as they say, which is a word that I hate. Uh, But we (laughs) want Marvel Studios and the MCU projects to really stand out and stand above. So people will see that as we get further into phase five and six. The pace at which we're putting out the Disney Plus shows will change so they can each get a chance to shine. And I would say I don't really agree with this. I think there are other things responsible for it, but I know that I'm on a panel with a lot of people who believe otherwise. So what are you going to do? Uh, you know, I laugh because this also reads as a shot across the bow at Bob J. Peck, for real. Thank you, Josh Harding in the comments for saying that. Cause that's true. Um, what do you guys think?
0: I, I definitely the first thing that I interpreted from this is like I hope we never have an issue of a Marvel show and a Star Wars show That's exactly currently I'm, yes, because if, you, if yeah. that is what Feige is referring to and we never have that happen ever again I will be so happy the The threat of possibly having Mandalorian and secret invasion overlap with each other stresses me out so much I don't oh like God. it at all yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm just like if it because like when you look at something like WandaVision when you look at even like the book of Boba Fett across from Star Wars like that was the only show of its kind that was coming out at that time so we all fervent like feverishly watched it and talked about it and then you double these shows up and the conversation splits and so it's like I hope that this is a thing that like they stop doing in the future and I hope that's what he's referring to because (laughs) all of these shows would matter so much more
3: I mean, it sucks for me as a content creator when everything's like doubled up on top of each other because, you know, you try to watch these things as soon as you can. And I usually have like midnight watch parties of some of these episodes. And, you know, I wake up the next morning and people say, oh, you talked about this Marvel show, but didn't you talk about the last episode of this Star Wars thing here? And I said, no, I watched the Marvel show because I'm not staying up till five in the morning, you know, doing these things. I need sleep. I have a kid. I got a life, uh, you know, so it's it, it gets tough just trying to choose just between streaming services period let alone like just whatever's on disney plus
1: yeah i mean i i fully agree and i know that we are not you know the determining factor for the release schedule of disney plus shows but as somebody whose job is you know centered around reporting on these shows talking about these shows making content on these shows disney is the only ones that don't send the episodes out in advance to help us cover their stuff that means You have to either stay up until midnight, watch it, spend hours making content and go to sleep or wake up in the morning and already get beat by everybody else because it's a race. That's Mm -hmm. what that's what the news cycle is. That's what YouTube is. That's what TikTok is. The SEO favors those who go first. And when they don't send us the episodes, it's just like, my goodness, it becomes a chore. I'm not going to lie about it. It's hard. It makes it harder to enjoy things. That said, I love a lot of the stuff Disney Plus has put out, but I do think if it was spread out a bit more, it all would have been appreciated more. I think that we had, if you look at 2021, it went WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, What If Hawkeye with Black Widow, Shang-Chi Eternals all dropping in between those as well. Yeah, that's a lot. That's I mean, listen. There was a time where we wanted all the all the Marvel content, more Marvel content. We got three movies in a year. We were like, "Oh my gosh, best thing ever!" Right. I get it, and I love getting all this Marvel stuff. And I'm sorry for calling it content, King Feige, but <laughs> it's it, the fact is, I think when you t- people on, on on our audience and and us included, I love getting this stuff. I love being able to watch this stuff. I love being able to go spend time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're going to lose the casual uh, viewer inevitably. You are not going to get back to an endgame level hype if you tell them, well, you had 11 years to watch 50 hours worth of stuff and keep up with it and talk about it and have the experience with it. Now you have two years to watch 50 hours worth of stuff. Mm hmm. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not required viewing. It's, but but I do think the audience will be intimidated by sheerly the amount. The conversations won't be as strong. They won't be as loud and they will come and go much quicker. Aaron, I would love to hear why you think that more like the pace has been good. I I don't mind the Disney plus shows. People watch
2: a lot of television all the time. It's just not, This stuff. I I don't, I don't, I see it as a thing where there are other factors outside of what's going on, which are what people are really upset about. Everybody's been a lot more grumpy the last three years. Yeah. I couldn't, I can't imagine why everybody be so upset and on edge and angry and (laughs) hateful at everybody else. I mean, you know, outside looks yeah. nice but like you know <laughs> I, I just i think that that stuff has a lot more to do with this that and the production of these projects were affected by this thing that none of us had control over right will all right. the stuff just disappear now that we're not doing a lot of that anymore isn't it conceivable that like after we don't have to do with all this stuff and it's not like this giant shake up because also there's somebody there's a review earlier today. I was watching a review of Ant-Man and Wasp: Mania from Booby Bob that said that the quantum media probably was engineered to be in the middle of phase four or mm-hmm. slightly towards the end rather than the starting point. And that would explain a lot of the weirdness with some of the stuff in the movie that we'll talk about on Friday, come back on Friday and listen to <laughs> us argue <laughs> about it. This is going to be phases amazing. phase is not
1: even mean anything right now. No. But that might change
2: because all of this, they're obviously restructuring things. I mean, the people who want it less, you're going to get less.
1: I—it It is what it is. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 don't, like the Disney+ I don't necessarily want less. I just want more—a bit more quality in this stuff. Like I think the Disney Plus shows have been pretty good. Some have been fantastic and wonderful yeah. and amazing. Yeah. Some just haven't. And same thing with the movies. They, I I really love some of them. Some of them I don't. And that—that's mm-hmm. just that. I mean, that's gonna movies going to be Friday going to be amazing. amazing. Yeah. It's going to be so <laughs> much <is> fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a whole thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on this now just in case because I would love to hear Juju's thoughts on this. Yeah, but I, I want to talk about this more on Friday, but I think this is what Marvel's running into. I think this could be what the DC universe is about to run into. And with the infinity saga, they released one movie. Then they released two movies and they made an Avengers. They made five after five movies, they made an Avengers movie. And then they had the time between all of those films to look at what worked, to look at what audiences responded to, to look at what audiences didn't like and plan the next two or three movies accordingly. Add the things we like, take out the things we don't test these movies, take your time. Now, they're mapping out entire stories before we, they even drop the movie that launches the story. They don't have as much time to react to what we like, to what we don't like and, you know, accommodate accordingly. I could be way off. I'm not in the inner workings of Marvel studios, but I do think that there is a little bit of a, uh, planning a whole story out because you already did it once. DC's trying to do it. DC tried to do it. It didn't work. I, and I liked what Zack Snyder was doing, but a lot of people didn't. Warner brothers didn't allow it to breathe and happen. And then, now James Gunn, hopefully he's able to make DC work. And the the multiverse saga is getting mixed reviews and a lot of it isn't, it's making money. I don't know, I think it's getting pretty good views on Disney Plus, but I don't know. I think that planning it out that way without the time to respond to the audience and do what the audience wants in re- in response to each title might, be, might cause some suffering for some of these franchises.
2: I think Ant-Man is going to be the big test because it's mm-hmm. the most dense, weird of these things. Yeah. It is the most yeah. dense, weird of these things. Yeah. I don't want to give away the milk before yeah. we get to yeah. the end of the week, but like... If my mom can keep this straight or some random like casual view of this can keep this straight, then they're going to be fine. But if we start to see like from the fans confusion about what happens and what occurs and look at me dancing, Daddy Feige, I got your back. So (laughs) I think that that will be a huge test. Just like I
1: said. My mom is going to be like, what the the hell is the M.O.D.O.K.?
3: Right. right Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm we got, not going to be oh, here Friday, oh, but tune <laughs> on Friday.
1: Game, we are really running out of time. We got three more topics here. Let's burn through these real quick and then get to the Ant-Man stuff.
0: So talking about other Marvel movies, uh, he basically confirmed Spider-Man 4 to Variety. Um, it sounds like Sony and Marvel may, might have made a new deal, and we just don't know the specifics yet. Mm-hmm. To Variety, he said, all we can say is that we have the story. We have some big ideas for that, and our writers are just putting pen to paper now. So... I, I like I've said this on the show. I, I will be disappointed if we don't get a Spider-Man 4 before Secret Wars, because I feel like e- the black suit moment is such a iconic part of yeah. any of the secret, secret Wars iconography. And if you have that without us having seen Peter in like such a long stretch of time, I feel like that moment is not going to hit the same. But I'm also back to the quality and back to the scheduling of everything. I don't want them to rush out a movie before Secret Wars. So oh, yeah. what do you guys think about this?
1: December 2025. John, a, 2025. Yeah.
3: that's give plenty of time i'm j jonah jameson give me spider-man like <laughs> i should like like I, he's my favorite fictional character ever i feel like they put him in such a great place after no way home and i feel like to not give us more of that story before we get to like the big show it's it's gonna be a disservice to the character and uh knowing that they're doing a fourth we know that they were gonna do a new one it was just a matter mm-hmm. of when and so i'm right there with you jenna like i hope it's before secret wars then after because it's like mm-hmm. You're just gonna throw him in there and then his story continues after. No, I, give me give me Peter, the Peter that I've been waiting for. We finally got him.
2: Well yep. you're in luck because there's no way Sony's not gonna put this out before Secret Wars. So <laughs> we all know that, right? To keep your sure. the license, they're gonna put this out. Is oh uh, again. yeah. So
1: you, you know that here's the thing, you know they like that post saga release. They could pull a far from home and it could be the oh first or secret Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> big takeaway here is that (laughs) that (laughs) Marvel together because as the deal stood according to tom rothman at the no way home premiere they owed marvel one appearance of spider-man in a marvel studios movie that wasn't a spider-man movie Mm -hmm. now if spider-man 4 is moving forward that means they're doing another set and that'll be two appearances so that could be two avengers movies and one spider-man movie but uh can i predict something on
3: the show right now to, I would bank to. on Tom Holland showing up in Across the Spider Verse as part oh. of like the multiverse, just like that cameo that they wanted and in into the Spider Verse that they've always talked about between the three Toby, mm-hmm. Andrew, and Tom. I think they're going to do that in like some type of fun post credit or even just like a blinking, you'll miss it Easter egg with Tom Holland just showing up, even for like a tiny capacity, just so they can show that, oh, yes, this is all part of the same multiverse.
1: Sony wants that connection so bad. They do. Hopefully, Spider Verse doesn't suffer for it because that movie, the first one's a masterpiece. Hopefully, the second one delivers cameos or not. But that would be exciting. That would be cool. That would be a cool moment.
3: Just one little moment. Just one little moment. Like like they pass by,
1: but he goes, Not again. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) There's so many more of you. All right, Thaddeus Ross, this one, this is a a story point, but I think this is going to be marketed if they're saying it. uh, If you don't want any spoilers for Thunderbolts or Cap 4, like at all, this isn't like a character death or anything, but this is a story point. So it's interesting that this was revealed by Kevin Feige. I'm going to read it here in a second. I gave you a second to pause. I'll say jump ahead, you know, 60 seconds if you don't want to hear it, 90 seconds. We won't spend too much time with this. Thaddeus Ross, Harrison Ford's character, who he's taken over for William Hurt, who passed away. Thaddeus Ross is the president of the United States in Thunderbolts and Captain America New World Order. Kevin Feige at Entertainment Weekly said, Ross is the president of the United States in the film. And with Harrison, you think about Air Force One and you think about some of his confrontations with the president in clear and present danger. There's a dynamic between President Ross and Sam Wilson. They have a history together. But in this film, we'll be seeing the dynamic between Captain America and the president of the United States in a way that's just incredible. I can't wait for that movie. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, And speaking of that movie, we have one more update before we close out this Kevin Feige section of the show.
2: Uh, Captain four and Captain America four and Thunderbolts are filming relatively soon. And Blade is coming, uh, starting in 10 weeks. So we are ramping up the slate for next year. Um, Anthony Mackie had an interview with Yahoo News where he basically said that they're starting next month. Uh, and then got joked around about like, how are you going to explain all this stuff to Harrison Ford? And he's like, we'll compare notes. I'll catch him up to speed. And I was <laughs> like, good <laughs> luck to Anthony Mackey trying to explain this stuff to Harrison Ford. Did um, you imagine
1: Harrison Ford, comparing notes with Anthony Mackie. There are oh, no notes word. from Harrison Ford. I just, I'm
0: expecting him just Come. like info dumping to Harrison Ford and him just like immediately cutting him off of like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I want to be a fly on the wall for that. Kid,
1: I don't care about these comic books, kid. <laughs> I am the president.
3: That's all I need to know. you the president know. of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> if you, imagine I you, You might become Red Hulk. What? What, a what red the Hulk. hell is a Red
1: All right, y'all. We're gonna take a one minute break. We come back. We're gonna talk about all these Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania reviews. Jenna and Juju are gonna share their thoughts on the film and uh where it's ranking on the Rotten Tomatoes review score meter rankings. See you in a moment. Welcome back to Phase Zero for the last time today. I'm Brandon Davis, joined by Jenna Aaron and our special guest, Juju Green, absolute legend. Love everybody having fun in the chat talking about the Zemo music. Shout out to Richard and Peter for getting that uh, brought to life here. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, one of the lowest reviewed, worst reviewed Marvel movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Rotten Tomatoes. It is sitting, at the time I was producing this show, it may have changed a little bit in the past hour, sitting at 53%. The only movie with the worst review score in the entire MCU is Eternals. That's not good, but it is still projected for a $200 million global opening. What's going on with the MCU right now? What's happening? what did, jenna, jenna jenna you i'll let you go first please uh what did you think of Quantumania? you gave it a four-star review on comicbook.com
0: yeah so if you if you want to hear a lot of what i thought about Quantumania, there's like 1300 words of it on comicbook.com that you can read right now um i feel slightly crazy in the fact that i enjoyed this movie it is not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination it does have flaws the narrative is not perfect at points but i feel like it is exactly what it is supposed to be. And I almost wonder if a lot of the critical reception in the Rotten Tomatoes score so far is people going and expecting something different from what it actually is. Um, I just took it at face value and I I enjoyed a lot of it. I think it is imperfect, but it is fun and it kind of revels in that. And I think it, it gets back to the roots of who Ant-Man originally was, of this character who debuted in a monster book and had these like extravagant adventures and it kind of leans into that. And I think... It's, it's an important movie at the end of the day and we'll obviously talk about that on Friday and so I think I'm very curious to see what the reception is ultimately going to be because I feel like there will be people who will walk away enjoying it. I'm just curious like what that number is actually going to be especially after this original score.
1: I have yeah. trouble imagining people who never picked up a comic going to see this movie and walking out feeling like they loved it and I feel like that's I mean, that's most moviegoers. I mean, I think that most people who go to movies aren't comic readers. They love the MCU. Sometimes they'll join the conversation online, but they don't know who MODOK is before this movie, a lot of people. And MODOK was insane in this movie. Like, not necessarily, like, I appreciated that they did MODOK, but I was also kind of like, what is happening here? Uh, Juju, what do you think of the movie? Uh, me,
3: I thought the movie, I think it's going to be the same consistency. And I, I, I struggle in saying this because fans hear you say these specific buzzwords and they immediately say, so it's mid or it sucks or those type of things. But I think it's definitely a, I think it's a good movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit i think paul rudd uh Catherine newton uh, Ken, uh, uh jonathan majors i think they're the ones who carry the film when it comes to getting more ant-man in that side of it and the cassie scott relationship you get everything you want from that and then when it comes to the kang intimidation factor and kind of like hyping up that character leading forward you get a lot of that as far as like everything in between it kind of feels Like I don't want to say like rush, but it just feels very uneven. Like there's characters that just kind of like disappear for long moments of time. For a movie called Ant Man and the Wasp, Wasp is completely sidelined for a large part of the movie. Uh, And then it just feels it gave the movie gave me the same vibe as Strange World that Disney put out uh, earlier uh, last year. uh, Well, late last year. And I it's funny because Strange World is almost like it's based off of like the. Comics in the '60s, where it's like you know, Strange World, Tales to Astonish, and they go to this really strange place. And this is Ant-Man of the Walls, Quantum Mania, super strange place, super strange creatures, people, locales, things like that. And it throws a lot at you, and it never really gives you a chance to sit and say, "These are the rules. Here are the people." It just says, "No, we're in this really strange place." The characters know it's strange, but. Kang is the bad guy in this strange place isn't that neat and so it just kind of uh, (laughs) like as far as like the casual fan like taking all of that in I see them struggling with that but I just tell people focus on what the movie wants you to focus on and that is the legacy of Scott uh, what's going to happen with Cassie uh, towards the end and then also like what's moving forward with Kang that's what the film is really about if you focus on that you'll have a good time but if you're too busy trying to like condensify or shrink what, what else is happening in this film then you're it's gonna be sucky to you if that makes sense
1: yeah i mean when i watch a uh any movie i tend i th- i look for the things i like like i i focus on liking things like you know i'm not here to tear a movie apart I'm, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm going to every movie and walk out like oh i like it no matter what but i i tend to Talk about the things I like more. If I don't like something, I don't really enjoy crapping on something. And yeah, man, there's a lot of things I liked and there's some things that just didn't work for me. Emotionally, I didn't really connect to it, but Jonathan Majors was great. I thought the story on paper, Worked pretty well, but overall, I think that I just didn't connect to it the way I wanted to. I loved how it embraced the weirdness, uh, and there's a lot that I think people are going to enjoy, and I think that there's some stuff that people are just like, "What? wait a second, I don't know what happened, or I didn't really like that, I didn't connect with it. It's going to be really interesting, and I think this one's going to be across the, like, I think this is going to have a spectrum where people love it, and people hate it, and there's going to be a lot of people in the middle, too, and I'm pretty much in the middle. This is in the middle of the multiverse saga for me, and I'm just kind of like, well, all right, here we are, and I'm happy we know where the MCU is going overall now. Uh, well, I'm on TikTok,
3: man, and it's it's somebody said earlier in a TikTok video that it's a uh, like the internet. It is fueled by outrage, and I feel like <laughs> <laughs> the, the people say like, "Oh, yeah, this movie is terrible." I I will see that a lot more on TikTok than most, and those are the people that I will go to battle with for just just to just just to say it's good, guys. It's not great. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's good, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's fine to so me. The movie's fine. It's good. It's I liked it more than I didn't. And I wanted to like it more. That's really what it comes down to. I don't have any hyperbolic sentiment about the movie in any direction other than Jonathan Majors is absolutely great as Kang. That's exactly where I was going to go. Does this even matter if it's supposed (laughs) to just be a freaking
2: showcase for John? Like just to be like, we handed him the keys to the Ferrari for a reason. And he's out here doing donuts and going on two <laughs> wheels like M.I.A. It's delightful. Like that, that part of this succeeds so well mm-hmm. that yeah. even people who have been negative, like I, I had to do the review roundup once Jenna published our review for comicbook.com. And all of them are like, no, but Majors is bringing it. The only place that said he was bad was RogerEber.com. Wow. That was the only place. Mm. Everywhere else was like, no, but Majors is he's that guy. So if you're looking for, uh, you know, the Kang contingent, just to see him be crazy and and scary and wonderful. You're gonna leave this all right. I think if you're expecting Ant Man or Ant Man the Wasp, you're gonna be a little bit out
1: of place. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer is the one who gets to step up. The story calls for her to step up. Yes, Janet exactly. the Wasp who really gets you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, she's know, great. Uh,
3: I didn't even mention great. that. She's, She's great. great. She's yeah. great. She's oh,
1: great. Yeah. So, I, would I like
3: also want to point refer. out Majors Black Air Force Energy. One. Wow.
1: Oh, he froze.
2: Oh
1: no. Oh no, he froze. You
2: know, Kevin Feige heard the Black Air <laughs> Force's comment. it had him got about the paint. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. There well, we we'll go.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was saying I was saying like Jonathan majors can't major Black Air Force energy with creases like, you know, he does not care. And I was just like, yo, I'm just say this once. I'm so happy that we have a melanated like villain that's going to be the big bad. Just like out here not giving a damn. He's like, have I killed you before?
1: I ah, will figure it out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that line, that line's been hitting. Cold. Cold. Woo! All right, y'all. That's, that's where we're going to wrap up our show today. Jenna, any last words
0: as always? Uh, it's at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on all social medias. And as always go read some comics. There's some great comics out this week. There are countless Ant-Man and Can comics that you can get into to get excited for the movie, whether you love or hate it, you can always go to the comics. So just go read some comics.
2: Love it. Aaron. Uh, it's at something like Hornet on Twitter. Um, I would say, Marvel just put out a Marvel Voices with my friend Horde writing a story in there. So go check that out. Black History Month is still rolling. And thank you because I have some sort of strange thing coming tomorrow on my Twitter account with Black Panther and Marvel. So be on the lookout for that. I'll be on the lookout.
1: I don't even know what it is. I'll be on the lookout. I know. (laughs) All right. All right. Our special guest, Mr. Straw Hat Goofy himself. Juju, thank you for coming. Any last words for today's show?
3: Uh no, just be kind to each other. It's just movies at the end of the day, guys. Let's not kill each other. (laughs) You know, how dare you bring nuance and logic into this conversation? (laughs) How dare you! I feel like I should get that as like a new slogan. It's just movie, guys. Let's try not to kill <laughs> each other.
1: <laughs> I love it, man. Well, thank you for keeping those vibes, dude. That's what we love to do here on Phase Zero. We like to, you know, have an awesome community where you know we're honest and we're but we're friendly and we're 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 enthusiastic and we love this stuff. And I see one question as we're rolling out. Speak to the two post-credit scenes. Just watch them. definitely watch, watch them, them. Really till the deal. lights come on and there's nobody left. Sit in your seat. Keep eating your popcorn and watch them credit scenes. They're good ones. They are. They are good ones. We will have a full watch time. them and shame yeah. the
3: people leaving.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I you? am. I am so terrified that like they are going to leak before screenings start. Like I am oh, actually yeah. worried because that that will suck if that happens. So just go in. Don't don't read anything. Just experience them.
1: Yeah. Do your best, Harrison Ford in the theater. You sit back down, kid. <laughs> I, 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 terrible Harrison. Ford. I don't know I just saw comments that we need more. I- Sorry, sorry. no no uh, i harrison need that, that post-credits email no. <laughs> no if harrison ford for some reason watches phase zero first of all what <laughs> i'm sorry all right y'all make sure you're following juju at straw hat goofy for great content on tiktok and across social media uh hit me up at brandon davis bd if you want to talk more drop a comment thumbs up and subscribe to the phase zero channel we will have a bonus episode diving into full spoilers uh for ant-man of the wasp quantumania and a spoilery interview bit with peyton reed one week from friday on the phase zero youtube channel explaining some some big things so make sure you stay tuned for that and we'll see you sooner than we usually do see you on friday everybody